Maka and the Great Horse Race Once upon a time, Ireland was home to many legends of the land. Celebrating the history of this ancient isle, our audiobook series will tell you the stories of some important female legends, so their legacies will continue to live on. Skoda is proud to serve the next generation of little legends on their own journeys through life. In this episode, you'll meet one of the fiercest goddesses of mythology, Maka. Powerful, determined and heroic, she will win any horse race in the land. Maka raced across the wheat field towards home, her auburn hair and long skirts flying behind her. It was almost time for her husband to go to King Connor's feast, and she had an important favour to ask of him. Husband, she called, nearing the cottage. Husband? Cranilk appeared in the doorway in his best cloak and boots. What is it, wife? he called back. And please be careful, do not forget that you were heavily pregnant. He watched as Maka ran so fast her feet barely touched the ground. Once again, Cranuach marvelled at her beauty and speed and gave thanks to the gods for having her in his life. Since Maka had chosen him as a husband, his wealth had grown, his children had thrived, and he had never been so happy. He knew Maka was a wonderful wife with many special qualities, but what he didn't know was that Maka was, in fact, a goddess disguised as a human. She had kept it secret from him, fearing it would ruin their relationship. When Maka finally came to a stop, she said, I need you to make me a promise. Cranuach smiled. For you, Maka, anything. At King Connor's feast, you must not mention me. Cranuach laughed. Of course I must. I shall boast about you. You are the best wife a man could have. Maka frowned, her hands on her hips. I'm serious, Cranuach. You must not speak my name or something terrible will happen. You expect me to get through the night without bragging about your many talents? Cranuach joked. But seeing worry creep over her face, he reached out and laid a gentle hand on her shoulder. What troubles you, wife? He asked. I cannot tell you. But if you truly love me, you must trust me, Maka replied. If she told him she had foreseen the future, it would reveal her true identity and spoil their happy life together. Will you grant me this promise? Krinuk knew that he would be at the feast for the whole night, and it would not be fair to leave her at home worrying. I promise. Cranuach said, fixing his cloak and readying to leave. Maka relaxed her shoulders and watched him go, across the wheat field, through the meadow, and up the hill. As he reached the top of the hill, she called, Don't forget your promise, Cranuach. He turned and waved, and then he was gone. As the sky grew dark and the twinkling stars appeared, Maka tried not to worry. She kept herself busy with cooking, feeding the children, telling bedtime stories and stargazing in the cool night air. 
but no matter what she tried, she could not settle. She was just about to go to bed when there was a loud knock on the door. When she opened it, she was greeted by several of King Connor's warriors, known as the Red Branch. They had a fierce reputation. King Connor of Ulster asks for you to join him, one of the warriors said. He glanced down at her belly awkwardly. Your husband boasts that you are the fastest creature in all the land. Faster even than the king's prize horses. You are to run a race against them. And if I do not, your husband will suffer. Maka cursed under her breath. There was no way as a human she could deny King Connor's request. Why couldn't Cranook hold his tongue, she thought. But she loved her husband deeply and... Although he had been foolish, she did not wish him harm. I will follow you, Maka said, fighting to keep her anger from her voice. But only if you do not look back. If you disobey me and look back, I will refuse to come and you will face the anger of your king. The warriors agreed. King Connor had a terrible temper and they did not want to upset him. As they set out towards the feast, Maka dropped back and transformed into a raven. As a raven, she was lighter, and with wings she could travel with little effort. She had a plan, but if it failed, she would need to save her strength for the race. The warriors kept their promise and Maka flew silently behind them until they reached King Connor's land. There, she turned back into human form and followed the warriors to the open field where King Connor and his guests waited. The air smelled of roasted meat, bonfires and sweet wine as Maka passed the huge tables piled high with food. All eyes turned towards her as she approached the king. Only Cranook kept his head down, ashamed of the trouble he had caused. Seeing his deep regret, Maka felt her anger ease. King Connor eyed Maka carefully as she stopped in front of him. She bowed deeply, trying to hide her godliness. But she could tell by the king's fidgeting that he suspected something. Aware of the crowd watching, King Connor sat up as tall as he could and cleared his throat. <clears throat> you understand what is asked of you? King Connor asked. Yes. Maka replied, meeting his gaze. And you agree? Maka glanced at her husband. I ask you to delay until a later date, once my child is born. I will return and race your horses as you wish. <clears throat> that is not possible, King Connor replied. The feast is tonight and my guests are hungry for entertainment. Also, my reputation is at stake and there is no guarantee that you would return. I give you my word. Like your husband? A cruel grin appeared on King Connor's face. Oh yes, he was sorry the second he let the boast slip. Begged us not to tell you that he broke his promise, but if your husband's actions are anything to go by, I doubt that you can be trusted either. On those grounds, I demand the race now. As the crowd cheered, Cranilk jumped up. I beg you, please, kind king, he said. I am a foolish man with too much pride. Do not let my wife suffer for my actions. 
but the king would not change his mind. Moved by her husband's protests, Maka faced the king's warriors and guests and asked, Is anyone here brave enough to speak on my behalf in my time of need? No one replied. Not one person would stand up to the king and go against his wishes. Seeing her plan had failed, Maka smiled at Krenuk. Do not worry, husband, she said. Then, facing King Connor, she added, I will race as you request, but know that it is against my will. Immediately, the king stood and shook off his heavy cloak. He removed his crown and jewellery. He took the heavy blankets from the horses. Next, he pulled the gemstones from his chariot. With every last piece of extra weight removed, King Connor asked Dectra, his sister and charioteer, to dismount. I am as light as the wind, King Connor boasted, climbing into his chariot. I will race alone. Maka moved to the starting point, in line with the king's two best horses, and waited for the signal. One of the warriors held a red silk cloth in the air. He counted back from three and, reaching zero, let the cloth fall. The second it hit the ground, the horses and Maka took off at top speed. Their route was a dirt track that circled around the guests who cheered and yelled for their favourite. Matched in speed, agility and stamina, Maka and the horses raced side by side. When Maka pulled forward an inch, the king used his whip to help his horses to catch up. When the horses pulled forward, Maka would listen for people shouting her name and draw energy from their support to pull level. The race was so evenly matched, it looked like the result could only be a draw. This made the crowd shout even louder. But running so heavily pregnant soon took its toll on Maka, and she called out in pain. Worried, her husband pushed his way to the front of the crowd and called for her to stop. But Maka was determined to finish the race. The competition had revealed her special powers to too many people, and once the race was over, she would have to go into hiding. But before then, she vowed she would teach King Connor a lesson for being so cruel. And she would make the people of Ulster respect her as a goddess so that no harm would come to her husband when she left him behind. So, despite the pain, she raced on at top speed, her legs as fast as lightning. When the finish line came into sight, Maka pushed as hard as she could and won the race by two steps. The crowd went wild, singing songs in her honour and toasting her victory. Meanwhile, Maka flung herself to the ground waiting for her aches to pass and the king pulled his horses to a stop, a worried look on his face. He had realised that no mortal woman could run that fast and feared that his foolish actions would lead to trouble. Climbing down from his chariot, King Connor offered Maka his hand to help her up. Your husband is right, King Connor said. You are the fastest creature in all the land, faster even than my prize horses. Maka glared up at the king and refused his hand. When her aches and pains had finally subsided, she stood to her full height, her skin and hair glowing, and revealed her true identity as a goddess. 
She waited for the crowd to fall quiet before speaking. For the cruelty inflicted upon me today, for making me race in unfair circumstances, I place a curse upon nine generations of Ulster warriors. <gasps> the crowd gasped, and King Connor dropped to his knees. Please, goddess, he said, bowing his head. Do not punish others because of my own pride. My husband asked a similar favor of you, and you refused. And so, I refuse also. Maka turned to face the crowd. No one dared to make a sound as she continued. Just like your courage failed you, and you did not defend me in my time of need, so will your future warriors fail when Ulster comes under attack. Frightened whispers travelled around the crowd and a tear slipped down Cranuach's cheek as he realised how much trouble he had caused. For the next nine generations, Maka continued, every warrior will be struck down with the terrible aches and pains, just like I suffered because of this race. The pain will last for nine days and nights and will bring terrible tragedy upon Ulster. And with that... Micah turned herself into a raven and flew away. With the feast ruined and King Connor shamed, the people returned to their homes shaken and worried. Cranuach rushed back home to beg his wife's forgiveness. But when he got there, Maka and all her belongings were gone. Although she was never seen again, Maka's curse came true and haunted the next nine generations of Ulster warriors. Many years later, it was this curse that helped Queen Maeve successfully attack Dara Macfiechna and steal his prize bull in the famous Cattle Raid of Cooley. And just as Maka had hoped, her actions showed her greatness as a goddess, and she became so important in Ulster that they named the oldest city in Ireland after her. Arma, or Ard Maca in Irish, means the height of Maca, and remains to this day a dedication to her power, strength, and determination. <laughs>